You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to 32 Fans in 32 Days. Akiva, it's day 32. We're done. Yeah, this has been such a slog. Even more than the first time we did this. <laughs> never again. We said this last year, but never again. Yeah, never, never There's again. no reason. There was, there's not when last, when we said in March, we will still to talk about the relevant teams. I don't think we need to like yeah. get 32 guests on. Yeah. Especially like, well, even you know what we like noticed for- also? Like the the, yeah. the correlation between the quality of guests and how well we know them is is direct. Like the if we know someone really well, we're gonna ha- we're gonna do a good show with them. If we don't know someone at all, we're pro- almost definitely gonna do a bad show with them. Well, that's just because you have you know some kind of yeah. But th- that's you know, why the more people you do, like that's why we've never been able to find. But like, like a the Jaguars San Francisco fan, Titan. for example, re- the San Francisco fan knew his stuff really. Yeah, well. right. If someone is great, then then they're gonna be fine. But but there's only two of those people. The San Francisco 49ers, That's the problem. Mm. But that guy was good. So, yeah, I'm saying he wasn't bad. I just didn't care about the 49ers. So it was a boring podcast to me, even though the guest actually was good. Right. No, I don't think we need to do 32. I think I think we could do a division with one or two, which is what we said, a division with one or two guests from that division. All right. So we're ending this season of 32 fans in 32 days with the uh, two runners up, the last two teams uh, to lose to the uh, hated New England mm. Patriots. Uh, we will do. They're not even hated anymore. People are like tweeting, you know, like which team do you want the Patriots to to play in the Super Bowl? As if like they're already in it, and now it's just like the whole season. It's not hate. It's just the people have given up. No, I'm saying right? Patriots fans have now like gone o- over the edge to like super confidence to like we're obviously because even though they were great, like they were confident, but like. Most Pats fans didn't think they were winning at 28-3. They weren't that confident, you know? Now it's like, we're in the Super Bowl. It's just a question of who we're going to play. Oh, we know they weren't because they all left their Super yeah. Bowl parties. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, anyway, so we're going to start with the Steelers today, who lost, of course, to New England in the AFC Championship. And then we'll uh, jump over to the Falcons, who uh, lost to them in an even more humiliating fashion. So, uh, here to discuss the Steelers uh, for at least the second year in a row, I think he's been here on some playoff podcasts as well, is uh, Jimmy Hertzberger. So, Jimmy, welcome back to the podcast. And um, sorry, let me unmute your line. <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, glad to be back, guys. Thanks a lot. Yeah, so let's start with the big question up top. Um, you know, well, uh, t- two two part two part question. Part A: Do you see the Steelers as the uh, second best team in the AFC? And part B: If so, do you see any chance in hell for them to beat the Patriots? Uh, first off, we're definitely the second best team in the AFC. Um, <laughs> I don't. 
I mean, I just saw the Sports Illustrated Power Rankings, and we're third behind New England and Green Bay, so... Yeah, but the Sports Illustrated Power Rankings have the Vikings, um, you know, being the home team in the NFC title game, so... I don't believe that. Yeah, that's not right. That's not right. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, uh, and I do see us beating the Patriots this year. I really do. I think them losing Edelman... uh, I mean, God, God, Brady's 40. You know, I, I just don't know how... How much further he can do this? It's it's just amazing. Um, Hold on. So you're coming on firing. So you are expecting your team to go to the Super Bowl. That's what you're saying here. Well, I'm I'm expecting us to go to the AC Championship game at minimum. I mean, anything okay. less than that would be a major disappointment in our season. Okay, um, but I thought you just said that you expect them to beat the Patriots. I don't know if we're going to face them in the Super Bowl or in the uh, championship game. Oh, wow. So you have the Patriots losing even earlier. So who's knocking them out earlier in the playoffs? Or are the Patriots going 6-10 and 10 out of the playoffs altogether? <laughs> I think somehow Denver's going to traipse across the country and beat oh, them wow. in Foxborough oh, in January. Okay. I don't know how they're going to do it. Maybe a Brock Osweiler oh, uh, miracle. <laughs> oh, man. Jim, this, I mean, that would be the best day of 2018, even, even though it would be one of the first days of 2018. It would be great. Yeah, I mean, that big, that's yeah. what we need as Steeler fans for us to get back to the Super Bowl because we've never – I mean, I've been a Steeler fan you know, oh, since you, the 70s and I've Jim, never Jim, when seen everyone it. hears you say the word Steeler, they know you're a Steelers fan. You don't even have to – you don't have to give us your CV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I have a little bit of an well, accent problem. Yeah, the real Yinzer we got here. Well, I mean, look at your <laughs> last name. Like, I mean, I assume like when you move to Pittsburgh, they just slap a last name like that on you, right? <laughs> That's a good German name. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, Hersberger. All right, so let's let's uh, jump into things for a second. So I think when we had you on last year, the big question for this team, obviously the Steelers were going to have an elite offense. The question was their defense. It looked like they were going to have a really bad defense. They were going to have to win a lot of games, you know, 34 to 31. The Steelers ended up having a much better defense than expected. I think they finished number 11 uh, defensively in DVOA. Sure. Is that something that uh, is repeatable? Is that something that was a bit of a surprise, you know, that they're going to regress a little bit? Well, what's your expectation for the defense? Well... In the last four or five drafts, we invested heavily in the defense. The last four draft picks, the first round draft picks, were all starters right now. Artie Burns, TJ Watt this season was drafted, and he's already anointed a starter. We're going to replace Harrison. We got Cameron Haywood back healthy. Last year, we lost a midseason for the year. I mean, that was a major blow. And you know, we still were able to get uh, get to the AFC Championship game with, you know, Guys like that hurt. Shazier in and out of the lineup most of last year. He's, for the most part, healthy. These add-ons we did uh, late this preseason with Joe Hayden, the signing from the, uh, the Brownies, and picking up J.J. Wilcox from the Tampa Bay Bucks as a backup to Mike Mitchell, who's kind of been banged up this uh, preseason. Uh, he really hasn't played all preseason, so and that's, that's a Steelers safety. So I think Wilcox coming in is going to fill in nicely for him. Until he is back on his feet, and, and like I said, they just they just been really hammering the draft the last four or five years, rebuilding that defense because it, it it did get old. I mean, Troy Polamalu left, and I mean I can go on and on about the guys that had to move on or retire, and and it just it took us a few years to finally get back on our feet with the defense. But I think this year you're going to finally see the fruits of that these last four or five drafts. So let's talk about the draft for a second this year. Uh, super fan Robbie, he really likes T.J. Watt again. A lot, but uh, then you got Juju Smith-Schuster, this receiver who Superfan Robbie really likes. I saw that they uh, they got rid of Sammy Coates. So is uh, is 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 Smith-Schuster gonna play? He's probably fourth in the depth chart, behind obviously Brown, Bryant, and um, Eli Rogers, and then you got Schuster. Schuster is like I think he's like 19 years old. Won't be 20 till November. 
So he's really just a kid, and he's it's he's a he's going to be a bit of a project. You know, we thought T.J. Watt was going to be a bit of a project, but you know, he was able to get into the starting lineup right out of the gate. I mean, defensive lineman is a little bit different than you know wide receiver. So I think Schuster is going to be, um, you know, like I said, a project. He'll 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 probably on the be on the four sets, and you know maybe eventually replacing Rodgers as a third back or the third wide receiver. Um, Another nice pick they made this year was um, um, obviously James Conner, the local guy from Pitt. Um, and they felt so good about him that they cut all the backup running backs this year. And they're basically running with him and only um, another guy that shined in the preseason. Can't think of his name off the top of my head. So we're, re- we're really going into the season with only three healthy running backs, which kind of scares me a little bit because Le'Veon Bell's, you know, he's never played 16 games. So it's going to be up to Connor and this third this third back to you know spell him when he eventually you know gets dinged up or needs spelled out for a series every four or five in you know, a series. So yeah, I think the draft was was definitely a B plus this year. Uh, you mentioned Connor. Uh, for those who don't know the story, James Connor, the local kid from Pittsburgh, played at Pitt, got Hodgkin's lymphoma. Akiva, was it the good Hodgkin's or the bad Hodgkin's? Oh, I, I think, is there a third Hodgkins? I'm not sure. It's a Curb reference. Did you miss that one? I understand. I got it. I, I got the reference. Well, what I am I supposed to do? Say I still was the good Hodgkins because he uh, recovered uh, pretty impressive, and uh, now he's uh, playing in uh, Pittsburgh yet again for his hometown Stillers. But uh, Superfan Robbie says that Connor's not going to do anything in the NFL until he becomes a Patriot. And then once he joins the Patriots, he'll probably get, you know, 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns. And then you, and then you uh, got the Tennessee quarterback, Joshua Dobbs, who uh, Robbie says is completely useless. So, uh, uh, is, Do- is Dobbs on the practice squad? Is he the third stringer? What's the plan with him? He's the third stringer. Um, I don't know if he's – did he say he's lo- useless? Dobbs? Useless. That's what Superfan Robbie says. <laughs> well, he definitely improved exact as a – word I have here in my notes. He did improve as the preseason wore on. The Steelers, I don't know. They like to invest in them four five, five round picks. And, you know, just, you know, like Landry Jones has been on the roster for three four years now. And he's not going anywhere. Dobbs is going to be backing him up. And I, he had a decent preseason. Um, he has a strong arm. He, he had some long throws. Um, he had Justin Hunter for a long touchdown, I think, in the third or fourth game. And that kind of get got Kobe Hamilton off the roster. And they kept Justin Hunter as that six wide receiver off the, you know. So that, that I don't know. Dobbs has definitely made the team. And I don't hate him, but. Tennessee guys, you got to hope for the best, right? <laughs> Maybe it'll be another Peyton Manning. You never know. Yeah. We had T. Yeah, Martin I mean, one time, is, too. I think Ben has played 16 games. Oh, yeah, I remember T. Martin. I think Ben Roethlisberger has played 16 games three times in his career. And obviously he's you know getting up there in age. So you have to assume we're going to see a little bit of Landry at least for a couple of games this year. I'm thinking the Chiefs. Is when you, Ben usually goes down about the fourth or fifth game and takes a break midseason. I, I like when you could predict his injury. Jim, do yeah. you know that that Chester is very is very anti Roethlisberger? He thinks he's one of the worst road quarterbacks in the NFL. Well, he's definitely struggles on the road. There's no doubt about that. Um, put it this way: his, st- his stats don't look great on the road, but um, you know, he, do, he does win games on the road. Yeah, I was it's talking just, really for fantasy. Yeah. I was talking for about fantasy more, but yeah. I'm not a fantasy fan of Ben. Akiva really likes Roethlisberger on the road, not in his football games, but, you know, when he visits bars, you know, in Utah and Georgia. <laughs> hey, Ben, straighten up. <laughs> too soon. It's not too soon. Ben's, Ben's married with married three him. children now. He's fine. 
He's a model citizen. He yeah. just got voted captain of the team. <laughs> For only the ninth year. <laughs> Would you like to talk about special teams? Yeah, let's talk about special teams. Let's do that. I'll run with it. <laughs> what you, Jim, how are the Steelers special teams? <laughs> uh, they're going to struggle this year. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we got our kicker back, and uh, I like him. He, you know, he did really well last year. The punter, you know, the punter's the punter. Um, but I, I mean, our team is so deep this year. I really, I'm excited about. You know, we we have guys like Schuster. They're going to play special teams. Um, we have guys like James Conner. They're going to play special teams. I mean, we got we got a lot of talent on the back end of our roster that's going to really strengthen that special teams. I know Tomlin, Tomlin's even been big in the past of, you know, putting starters out there if need be, but I don't think that's going to be necessary this season. So I'm looking forward to a strong, you know, three-tier game this year. Do you think having the best running back and the best receiver in the NFL, do you think you guys have almost underachieved the last few years? Like a good quarterback, the best running back, the best wide receiver, why haven't they been able to put like the classic like early aughts you know, defense out there where it's like the defense is becoming more and more anonymous every year where you don't know a lot of the front seven guys anymore. Well, I mean, a lot of it has to do with, you know, the suspensions, the injuries that that we've always led the season off with. I mean, last year we, we lost bell for three games and Brian for the entire season. Those were two major talents not to have on the roster all year. Um, one year we lost Ben for four years. You're only top, you're only top 100 pro football focused defender. Was James Harrison the eighty-year-old James Harrison? Yeah, that's that's well, hard to believe. Well, he's got some special assistant. So, I think Ryan Shazier hasn't he cracked at that yet? I, I don't think he was in last year's. Jim, give me predictions on uh, Martavis Bryant. What are his numbers going to be for this year? Um, sixty catches, nine hundred yards, eight touchdowns. The guy, the guy scores. Okay, he's playing the whole season. He's going to play the whole season. Yeah, and he's going to crack the end zone a lot. I mean, I think. That's going to be the key to his season is getting in the end zone. The guy has a knack for it. I think he scored 10 touchdowns two years ago when he played, or maybe close to it. So, I mean, that that's that's the weapon he has. I mean, Antonio Brown's going to get the 120 catches and the 1,400 yards, but this guy is going to score, and he's going to, he's going to get the 30, 40-yard touchdown catches from Ben. So I'm on, I'm on pro football, football reference play index right now. And I looked up quarterbacks who are 35 years old, which is Roethlisberger, or higher, who weigh 240 pounds, which is Roethlisberger's listed weight. Uh, in NFL history, the only guy to uh, play a season at that weight at that age is Kerry Collins in 2008 for the Titans. Who uh, now the Titans actually they went they went 12 and three that year with Collins at quarterback. Uh, you know he, he didn't he didn't do much. He had 2,600 yards and 12 touchdowns, but you know he won. So, but other than him. Not a lot of not a lot of options here. There were some guys. There were backups. You know, Don McNabb, Gus Farratt. Their last couple of years, uh, they were uh, in the two thirties anyway, if not two forty. So Roethlisberger really would be unprecedented for a guy this big, this old. Yeah, he's he's taken a lot of abuse over the years too. I think um, it was unpopular at the time, but when um, uh, the coach for Arizona, can't think of his name off the top of my head, but when he was a coordinator in Pittsburgh, Arian. Yeah, Bruce Aarons. When Bruce was the uh, the offensive coordinator in Pittsburgh, he had a bad habit of of not protecting Ben like he should have. And Ben was getting 50, 60 sacks a season. Maybe not that many, but you know, in the between the forties yeah. and the fifties. And since um Todd Haley's come aboard, they've really gone out of their way to protect Ben. 
I mean, last year he was only sacked, I think, like 25 times, which is pretty good. I know he missed a few games, but still, is he's really not getting hit as much as he used to. And he's not he's not Brady like meaning he's not you know Brady gets knocked down maybe six times a game, but Ben's it's it's definitely improved and I think they know that they got to take care of him for him to stick around for another year or two. All right, so this team's over under is ten and a half. So let's look at the schedule and see if you're going to go uh, over or under that ten win mark, uh, ten and a half wins. All right, so uh, week one, uh, you have a bye uh, like uh, Tampa and Miami in Cleveland. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna win that game. Do you want scores too? Yeah. All right. Week two home opener against. Them. Yeah, sure. Give us a score. <laughs> that one's gonna be. I loved a couple of years ago that Browns game. <laughs> I loved when Roethlisberger was quote unquote injured, and so he wasn't gonna play, which shows how much they disrespect the Browns. And then Landry Jones got injured, so they had to bring him in off the bench, and he had like 400 yards. Yeah, they're too much. Which you know, he was totally healthy. The Steelers thought, you know, we we can we can beat the Browns without Roethlisberger. <laughs> One of the one of the things I really love about our yeah, coaching staff, this year. they they take the Browns seriously every year. I don't know what it is, but they they just love beating them. Yeah. It, it's it's been that way for forty years. <laughs> yeah. All right, week two at home against the Vikings. Uh, sorry, but that'll be a win, Chester. All right, and then week three at Chicago. That'll be a win. Got a lot of company. I got a lot of cupcakes in this yeah. schedule. The front so half far. Yard. Week four at Baltimore, your rival. Yeah, that's. So what? It, we we always split that game, but I'm going to say we're going to win that one. Yeah, Kiev is really low on the Ravens. All right, so that makes you three and one. Then you come home to face Jacksonville. No, that's we're four and zero right now. I have us winning oh, yeah, Baltimore. Sorry, 4-0. Yeah. I apologize. <laughs> and then obviously we're going to beat Jacksonville at home. I'm yeah, looking okay. forward to that so game. So 4-0. All right. So now, so 5-0. and 5-0. Oh, and, and then you go at Kansas City in week six. That'll be the loss. That's where Big Ben's going to get dinged up. So we'll be 5-1. and one. Oh, yeah. All right. So 5-1. and one. So 5-1, and one, you come home to face Cincy. Is Roethlisberger playing or is that a Landry Jones game? That'll be a Landry Jones game. We're going to lose that game. All right, so five and two, and then uh, the first game on national TV for this team, but then they have four in a row uh, after the All-Star break, so uh, the bye week, excuse me. So um, five and two at Detroit on uh, Sunday Night Football with uh, yeah. Landry Jones or as well as Burger. They're going to have Landry Jones play that game, and he's going to win it, and it'll be six and two. And then Ben will come back for the uh... – All right. All right, so six and two coming into the bye. Yeah, uh, Roethlisberger gets the rest up for like a month, and then uh, he starts the second half at Indianapolis – That'll be a win. Here's where we're going to make right, our so run. Seven and two, and now uh, this is yeah. So seven and two. Well, you got three game, four games in a row on at night at seven and two. So for the first one is on short rest. You're facing the Titans on a Thursday night game. That'll be a win at home. All right, so eight and two, and then uh, then the following what is it Sunday night? I guess you're facing uh, the Packers at home. Yeah, this game will be upsetting because we're going to lose that game. game. I have that as a Akiva, loss. Some would say that a Packers-Steelers game could be a Super Bowl preview. Yeah, that's they a big game. All the I time. agree. Yeah, some, some, some might say that. I plan on going to that one. <laughs> all right, so that's the third loss. All right, so you got three losses. You're in the middle of this uh, night. Uh, you're playing Monday night the next week at Cincinnati. Yeah, we're going to rebound and win that game. 
All right, and then uh, your final uh, night game in a row, four in a row, is on Sunday night the next week against the Ravens. Ravens are going to squeak out a winner. All right, so you're nine and four, and now a monster game in week 15 against the Patriots at home. That's a win. So you're going to beat the Patriots in the regular season. Are the Patriots undefeated at that point? Are they 14 and 0 or 13 and 0 or no? I think they're going to be about 11 and 2. 11? No, what would they oh, be? Wow. 11. So they got a couple losses, and so they, so that gives. That'll make them 11 right, and 3. Well, so, th- so you guys are. T- so you're ten and three coming into that game. They're eleven and two. You beat them. Now you're both eleven and three, and you have the tiebreaker. So all of a sudden, the Steelers can get home field advantage throughout the playoffs. That's correct. That's a huge game for us. That's why the the Green Bay game is not that all important. Right. Okay, so eleven and th- eleven and three on Christmas, uh, which is uh, only a couple games on Christmas. You guys are going at Houston. It's a Watt against Watt. That's a win. And then Landry right, Jones will be back for the next three, game. And then you finish the season. All right, Landry Jones against the Browns at home. Yeah, he's going to play that game, and we're going to win that game. We're going to treat that as a bye. Yeah. So 13-3, and three, well, then you're getting a double bye, right? Because, double bye. Uh, you get a bye in week 17, you get a bye in the wild card round. Yeah, and so 13-3, and three, you beat the Patriots, you grab the one seed. So if New England wants to go to the Super Bowl, they got to go through Pittsburgh. Correct. All right, so the over-under is 10.5. You're taking the over, it sounds like. <laughs> I'm going to take the over. <laughs> All right. Uh, Keith, are you going over or under 10.5? Uh, I'm going to go 11.5. I got the over for the Steelers. Yeah, I mean, you know, 10.5 is a high number, but uh, if, especially I know Akeem doesn't believe in Cincinnati at all. So for him, this is an, and he really hates the Ravens. So for him, five wins in the division, uh, you know, at least could be pretty easy. When I first did this at the beginning of the year, I had the Steelers going 10-6 and six a month ago, just taking the under. But now I think 11-5, probably more likely, maybe even 12-4. and four. So I'll take the over, but um, I wouldn't bet on it because, you know, again, that's a high number. And if Roethlisberger's injury is instead of two or three weeks, if it's six or seven weeks, you know, that's a lot of Landry Jones. So, yeah. um, you know, we'll, we'll see if uh, Roethlisberger stays up uh, as he gets older. All right, so, uh, so you're pretty confident, it sounds like. Uh, the question is, of course, what happens in the postseason. And uh, look – all of America will be rooting for you because it's against uh, the Patriots, presumably. But unless they fall earlier somehow. I can't figure out. I guess we would probably play Houston. I know Houston's probably going to win that division. Um, the AFC West is probably going to be, what, Oakland? So we might, I mean, so I'm thinking the Patriots have to play Oakland. We might have to play Houston. And then we're going to play the winner of the Oakland Patriots game. Maybe it'll be like a tuck, tuck bowl too. Oakland at Houston, uh, Oakland at New England. So let me ask you a question. I don't know if you listen to our quarterback rankings, but uh, I'm gonna say so. I have Roethlisberger at like 26 all time right now on my chart. Where would you put him? <sighs> That's fair. 26 all time. Where do you have? Where'd you have Bradshaw at? So I think Bradshaw is very overrated. I think that he's one of these guys because he won all those Super Bowls. He gets a lot of credit. He had more interceptions and touchdowns. He had a couple of great seasons for sure, and he does get credit for winning four Super Bowls. But look, Eli won two Super Bowls also. And I don't think we're giving credit to Eli for those. So I think Akiva was higher on Bradshaw than I was. Is that right, Akiva? Uh, I was a little higher. On, yeah, I was like 13 or 14 with him, I think. Yeah, you have them at 13. I have him at 33. So I have Bradshaw as like a borderline Hall of Famer. And I acknowledge everybody else pretty much has him like 12 or 13 usually. So I'm very low on Bradshaw. 
But Roethlisberger, oh, by the way, I don't have him at 26. I'm wrong. I have, I have Roethlisberger at 25. Yeah, that's better. I was such a big fan of... You were a fan of, Roth, of Bradshaw. I was such a fan of Bradshaw in a, for a couple of reasons. Number one, he, had, he probably had the greatest arm that I've ever seen in a throw football. I mean, he could throw a football 60, 70 yards, you know, like a missile, like on a rope. And he called his own plays. And it wasn't like he was throwing the ball 40 times a game either. I mean, he wasn't dumping off the running backs. He wasn't, you know, screens to the tight ends. They were always throwing the ball down the field. It was just a different game back then. Um, they only had two primary receivers for most of his career, Swan and Stallworth. Um, after that, uh, the average guy couldn't name any, you know, wide receiver in the Super Bowl era of the 70s. So, I mean, he had talent on the offense, don't get me wrong, but it wasn't like he had um, Brown, Bryant, um, Schuster. I mean, Ben's got talent. I mean, we didn't even talk about the tight end we picked up from uh, the 49ers, uh, this Vance McDonald. This guy is fast as can be. I mean, that's exciting in itself. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, the Steelers today just have way more weapons than Bradshaw was ever given. Um, granted, uh, Franco Harris is a great running back, but, he, you know, he wasn't a, he didn't catch balls. He just, you know, he ran between the tackles or around, ran around the sides. Where Bradshaw had to throw the ball 40, 50 times, uh, 40, 50 yards just, you know, to make things happen. That's why those guys had the interceptions they did back then. Different game. Yeah, so, I mean, the reason I have Bradshaw down at 33 is, like, let's compare him to Roger Staubach, for example, who obviously, you know, they, they met each other in the Super Bowl. You know, they, their, their, their careers really overlapped. They played throughout the 70s. Um, and Bradshaw, by the way, it's not like he was struggling for talent either. I mean, he, he had a hall. Of, I think Franco Harris was the all-time leading rusher when he retired, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Or something like that. Oh, he had Hall of Famers up and down the offensive line, so he had Hall of Famers all over the place on his team. Mike Webster. Yeah. Bradshaw and Staubach played in the same era. So Bradshaw's completion percentage was 51. Staubach's was 57. Bradshaw's yards per attempt was 7.2. Staubach's was 7.7. Bradshaw had as many interceptions as touchdowns. Staubach had 50 more touchdowns and interceptions. So Bradshaw won the four Super Bowls, and obviously you got to give him credit for that. But I think it was, you know, it was sort of like Ben. He had a phenomenal defense. Anyway, Kiva says nobody cares about my rankings. So, <laughs> but also you grew up with Bradshaw, right? So he was like your, he was your first guy. Hey, I was like ten, but you know Bradshaw had played under center every single game of his career. Meaning he didn't do the shotgun. You know he never did that. That didn't come into play until the early '80s in Pittsburgh. That shotgun, uh, Stallback had a lot more options. He threw to the tight end. They did throw to the running backs back then. I mean they were a little more sophisticated on offense than the Steelers were in the '70s. So he had better numbers. I mean I'm not knocking Stallback. He was a you know heck of a heck of a quarter. Where do you have him ranked? Yeah. Oh, I have him 16. Yeah, that's that's good. Yeah, I did listen. And the only reason I have him that low is because his career was pretty short. Yeah, he had what? He had five years of the Navy, uh, and he, I think he was like 38 when he retired. Uh, he was he wasn't young. Yeah. But that five years of Navy killed him. Yeah. All right. So Jim, uh, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, good luck uh, this year to your Steelers, especially if they uh, have to face the Patriots in the playoffs. Maybe we'll have you back before then. On Twitter, you're Jim 68 my. Hey, I do have a plug, though. What are you plugging? DKPittsburghSports.com. So if you're an out-of-towner, Steeler fan, Penguin fan, you know, get on. Oh, Dijon Kojovic? That's like Yeah, his. exactly. It's it's a great site. It's only been around for like three years. It's a paid site, but it's it's worth the two bucks a month or whatever it is. And if you want in-depth Steeler talk and Pirate talk and Penguin talk, I mean, that's, that's definitely the go-to site. 
It's it's already surpassed the Post Gazette, I think. I'm desperate for Penguin Talk in September. So DK- that's all I need. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk. Oh, I'm I'm on the whole page right now. I'm taking a look at it. You know, but supposedly it does a good job. I do think there's been a big shift to that. The Atlantic just started this week, which is doing it nationally plus a few cities. Yeah. But there are guys who are good enough that they could do it and and make money. All right, Jim. Good luck, and we will uh, speak to you probably come playoff time. All right, guys. Good luck. Thanks again for having me on. Okay, Akiva, so we have to jump from the Steelers uh, to the Falcons right away because we are at exactly the 28-minute and 3-second mark of today's episode. So it's uh, it's perfect timing. But before that, I just want to note that uh, in between us recording the Steelers and the Falcons, you went to uh, my parents' house yes. to uh, for a fantasy football draft where you and my brother, brother are co-commissioners. Yes, correct. Yeah. My brother, who you had never met until his wedding, which you crashed for the purpose of recording a podcast with me. Okay, one, I was invited. I didn't crash. Well, yes. He, I he crashed was, in you the were invited. I haven't given him a wedding I, present yet. So, yeah, I guess oh, I crashed. Yeah, I, I asked him to send you an invitation so that you could come so we could record a podcast. No, he said he was inviting me. He told me he was going to invite me before that. Um, the But he had never met you. He didn't know who you were. But he had emailed me like 20 fantasy questions a week, which luckily he can't do this year since we're in a league together. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know. Because he's worth going tonight just to just to like not have to answer his million questions. No offense, yeah. Sammy. Yeah. Um, so, how was the draft? You're tweeting out pictures of my dad's library. Yes, yeah, so your dad has like a massive library. This is his second home, and he has like a really, really like my father is a rabbi with like many thousands of books, and like your dad has infinitely more books. And this is like his not main library. This is his su- summer. My home dad's library. only hobby is reading. My dad doesn't play games. My dad doesn't like his only hobby is reading. Sports. Yeah, but he's a real Fairweather fan. He's really into the teams when they're good. The only team that he follows through thick and thin is the Vikings. The Twins, the Timberwolves, for them, he's only there you know, when they're winning. I mean, my dad is also the only thing. He doesn't watch like TV or anything. The only thing he does is read, too. But he only he's a rabbi. He really only reads, like not only, but he reads a lot of Jewish books, which go a little slower. You got to like analyze that yeah. stuff. They're, it's not just like Harry Potter. Which is his favorite book. It's not probably. reading, it's studying. Right, yeah. it's studying, so it could take a much longer time to read one book. Yeah. Um, so Harry Potter is your dad's favorite book. Do you know Yair Rosenberg by any chance? Oh, of course you know him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his dad wrote so a his Harry father, Potter book. His father's a rabbi who's also obsessed with Harry Potter yeah. and writes like Harry Potter books. Yeah, I did say my dad's probably the only person in the world who knows both the Bible and Harry Potter by heart. I don't think he know, He yeah. definitely he does know the Bible by heart, but I don't know if he actually knows uh, Harry Potter by heart. Yeah, but but Rabbi Rosenberg or whatever Yair's father is. I was going to buy it for my dad, but I'm a bad son and I forgot to, that book. Yeah, all right, so now it's no longer the 2803 mark. Now is the point where it's probably like 2828 or something. So uh, things are falling apart quickly. Let's bring in our Falcons guest, Harry our Schaefer. Final Harry, guest. this is 32 out of 32. Yes. That's right. Harry, uh, this is episode 160. Uh, we last heard from you on episode 105, our Super Bowl 51 preview episode. Has anything happened to you uh, or the Falcons since then? Um, not that I can remember. I have a, there's like a blank spot on my memory from a few months back, but. People tell me yep. that 28 to 3 jokes are pretty funny. I'm trying to remember <laughs> why, though. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's talk about yeah. this, Harry, because I think, and Alex, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the worst loss this century before the Falcons-Patriots game prob- in a championship probably was the Spurs losing to the Heat, right? They, 
They were up 3-2. They had a five-point lead with 30 no, seconds No, because the Spurs won the title the year before and the sure, year after. But in a vacuum. So in a vacuum. Yeah, fine. That's, that's, you know, percentage, like their win percentage when the Heat miss a three down five with 27. You're saying only a championship game, only yes, the big yeah, four. Yeah, like, fine. That was, yeah. you know, and, and I could, I was devastated. Yeah. I, I, like I, I've said on the podcast before, you know, I, I would wake up every morning and kick myself for the next six months. I was so mad. But if it was like a team that had never won a Super Bowl, like that was, that would have been my fifth title, which we inevitably we got the next year. And, you, you know. So there's a lot of first person being going on here. My R. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm on the team. I got I got I had five yeah. rings, but I should have had six. You, got, you have the socks. But if we had no uh, titles, and then we blew a 25 point lead or the equivalent to five point lead with 25 seconds left in in the championship game, I, I don't think I could have gone on living. Look, I don't think there. I don't think I would have <laughs> ever gotten out of bed again. I'm not saying I would have killed myself. Well, I would have considered it probably, but like, what, how do you how do you get over that? Honestly. Well, you do remember I did take a pass on the podcast 108 or 109. I can't remember which one it would have been. Mm-hmm. But that was the my, Super Bowl uh, recap episode. My, yeah. That was my dark period. I, yeah. You just kind of got to move on. Did you go to work they, the next uh, day after that? I did go to work the next day, and one of my coworkers is a huge Patriots fan, so that made it even better. Ooh. I mean, I, I wouldn't Ooh. have gone. Listen, gone. I, I, the day after the uh, 98, the Gary Anderson game, when you were on the other side of it, obviously, I showed up to school. It's like January, so we our finals were delayed until after like you know the Christmas break. So we had a final that morning. I show up, I walk into the room. About ten of the assholes in my class start doing the dirty bird. I turn around and walked out. <laughs> so I, it was probably two or three weeks, maybe even a month before I listened to any sports-related podcasts or sports radio. I just stuck to my reality TV. Dark times, dark times for the Falcons. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So you didn't listen to the podcast after the Super Bowl where I did actually mention that I was I had mo- I had zoomed the Falcons way up in my uh, cursed franchises list from, you know, that one loss. Obviously, that does quite a lot. But, you know, let me tell you, as a fan of the Vikings after 98 and after 2009, like the next year you're coming in and you're like, you know what? We have the same team that should have won a championship last year. That was so close to winning a championship last year. Just a little bit of luck. And we're going to do it this year. And uh, it never works out that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do have a, a different guy calling plays this year. So that's true. All right, so let's uh, let's jump right into this team. So you know the Falcons coming off you know the best offense in the league last year. Uh, you know, arguably a historically great offense. Uh, took a team that nobody really expected a lot from, and you know, eleven and five, and you know, very close to winning the Super Bowl. Obviously, you know, the way I see it is Matt Ryan on the offense cannot play any better than they played last year. They also had a lot of luck with injuries. Uh, you know, you lost uh, you lost your offensive lineman named Chester, which is obviously a big loss. Uh, and, and also, Matt Ryan, you know, he's a guy who won the league MVP last year in his ninth season in the league. He had never come close to sniffing a, a chest bowl, as we call them, as I call them, before that. So, so my question is, why are we assuming that 2016 is his new default and that he won't regress to, like, the, you know, the previous Matt Ryan era, which is sort of like Matt Stafford, like, you know, maybe the 10th best quarterback, the 12th best quarterback, an above-average good offense, but not, you know, the kind of offense that you know, vaulted them all the way to the Super Bowl last year. I do think a lot of it has to do with just being comfortable in the offense and it's a different style. And I think them having two running backs with, uh, you know, the two guys. One of my concerns this year was them re-signing Coleman. It's such a huge contract. But I think with those two guys and with their wideout situation, I don't see a reason why 
they'll lose a step this year, at least on offense. I mean, granted, they did go the whole year without losing any uh, off. I believe they started the same offensive line for the whole season, which was kind of unbelievable. But, you know, I mean, even Julio Jones, who typically gets dinged up at some point and misses some games, did relatively decent as far as staying healthy last year. So I think barring... I spent $75 of, uh, in our auction on him in fantasy, so I'm sure he'll get injured. Yeah, you just you just put the curse on him. You're trying to make the cursed franchise come to life. Yeah. So I, I see things kind of staying the same offensively. I mean, Steve Sarkeesian coming in is not going to change things up much. He's going to kind of leave it as it was as far as offensive chemistry. I mean, Matt Ryan's enough of a veteran where I know in two-minute and hurry-up situations he calls his own plays anyway. So I think that they all, I don't think they'll skip much of a beat as far as offense goes. Who's replacing Chester in, in, at guard? I'm not sure. You mean who was like the third-string one? <laughs> I can't remember who was specifically who's replacing Chester. Yeah. It's a big hole to fill, though, I'm sure. Chester's a yeah. Bit. Oh, I bet. <laughs> Nothing. I was. I was. I, nothing. <laughs> what are you mumbling about? Um. Yeah. I mean. So. I like. I, I don't know. I. I don't know about. I. I just feel like it feels a lot like the Panthers. Like you paid two running backs, right? Which. Which. I mean. I'd say doesn't work. Although the Panthers did make the Super Bowl with the two high-paid running backs, right? Um. I. I just feels like it feels like you're putting sometimes like when you get good. You have to pay players who you ordinarily maybe wouldn't pay because, like, they were seen on this playoff or Super Bowl stage. And it just thinks it just seems like uh, your window is. Do you think? I mean, I, I guess the window's still open this year, but I don't know. So, yeah, the window's still open this year. I think, you know, looking at what they did offseason, they lost Dwight Freeney, but they replaced him with, with Dontari Poe. I mean, he's only on a one year contract. And then they, you know, they lost. Babino. They lost Babino also on the line, right? Yeah, and. But I mean, they were, you know, they signed Poe and then they drafted McKinley and yeah, I like Takaris McKinley. I, I he's, I mean, so far he seems pretty. You know, I was a little, I was a little bit uh, concerned on draft night, but <laughs> since then, all the, you know, what I've seen and what I've heard, it sounds like he's really coming into his own as far as he's he's he seems to be what Dan Quinn wanted when he drafted him. So that's a good thing. So here's here's what I would say. Like the Falcons are similar to the Broncos of a year before, except in reverse. The Broncos, you know, when they won the Super Bowl in 2015, they had the best defense in the league. They had a bottom five offense, but their defense was so good, not just relative to the other teams that year, but historically that they could make up for that terrible offense. The next year, they still had the best defense in the league last year, but it wasn't historically great, you know, because there was regression. It was still the best defense in the league. But because their offense hadn't got any better, they were about a 500 team. So the Falcons, you know, their offense was, again, historically good last year. Even if they, they're, they're still very good this year, even if Matt Ryan, you know, comes close, they're not going to be historically good. So even if they're the best or second best, you know, a top three or top five offense, I think you, because you're not um, – because you, you can't – you just you – you're not going to maintain the 2016 pace. And so unless you have a lot of improvement from the defense, it's going to be hard to repeat – you know, that 11-5 and five season and, and winning another division, especially with Carolina probably bouncing back a little bit, Tampa Bay on the come. Yeah, so I, I think as far as looking at the, their defensive uh, statistics last year, it's skewed a little bit. You look at weeks one through thirteen; it's one thing, but then in week, you know, some at some point during the Kansas City game in week thirteen, Dan Quinn took over all of the defensive play calls. And if you look at how they performed from week thirteen on, 
And then through the playoffs, you know, they stomped uh, Seattle and Green Bay. They got a little winded in the Super Bowl, it seems like. But, I mean, with him calling the defense, it seems like they are, you know, they were a totally different team. And then, you know, with guys like McKinley and then also guys like Beasley, Keanu Neal, Deion Jones all coming into, like, their second or third season and starting to, uh, you know, gel, hopefully, you know, their defense will, you know, at least – at least be, you know, if their defense can be in the low teens as far as total defense, I think it's a good recipe. And so that being said, it's, it's, taking all, it's taking all of my, it's taking everything I have to be able to be optimistic because typical Falcons fan would just assume that the roof is going to fall in and... and well, the roof doesn't even open. So. No, so it does open, but they were a little bit behind in the schedule, so... It does open and close, but they, in order to get their occupancy certificate, they can only, they have to open and close it so many times without people in it. So it was open today. I, I work right next door to it, so it was open at lunchtime today. Ah, okay. Um, I, so just uh, you know, just as a counterpoint, so you're talking about how the defense improved starting in like week 13. I'm looking at DVOA after week 12. Their defensive DVOA was 24, and at season's end, it was 27. So, and I'm not saying DVOA is the be-all and end-all, but, but, you know, it seems like the last three or four weeks, actually, their defense got a little bit worse. And now, to be fair, in the playoffs, it improved, and, and, and up through the Super Bowl, it got all the way up to 21. So, it was better in the playoffs, for sure. Which is ironic, because they play kind of garbage towards the end of the season. You know, like, they played the Saints again, they played the Panthers again, but then, you know, in the playoffs, it did improve. And I don't yeah. know if that's just because, you know, as the you know, teams get on a roll, I guess, and if that's part of the reason, but... Yeah. All right, I Keith. Mean, is have... it time for the last? Is it time for the last roster game of 2017? And hopefully, hopefully ever. Yep, the last roster game. <laughs> what do you mean, hopefully ever? No, the roster game's staying. Even if we stop doing the podcast, we're going to do the roster game. All right, Harry, can you pick a number between zero, zero and hundred? Zero and hundred. Um, eleven. <laughs> All right, tell me everything you know about Teron Ward. Teron Ward. I don't know that much about Teron Ward. Does he yes. play for the Falcons still? Yeah, he's a uh, backup running back. All right, can you, can, you give him an, can you give him another one? Okay, fair enough. All right, uh, pick another number, Harry. 24. 24, okay. What do you know about Matt Bryant? <laughs> I know he's a very old, reliable kicker. He's automatic inside of 40 yards. Yeah, he's 42 years old. Keith, can I give him a hint here, or are we supposed to be very subtle? What college did Matt Bryant go to? <laughs> no, subtle. What, what college did Matt Bryant go to? He went to a couple. I think he end, his last one. I think was Oregon State, maybe. Did he really? But I think he's transferred around. He's five foot nine. <laughs> I feel like is that short for a kicker? How tall are kickers usually? Five nine is. All right, let's go to the over on there. That's it. Yeah, we're five done. nine is normal for a kicker. Yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> we're we're done. I, Chester, I think uh, you know it's time for the final over under of the year. Wait, can I can I ruin the joke or no? No, you're an idiot. Why? No one's gonna get it otherwise. He was so proud of himself. All right, what number does Matt Bryant wear, Harry? <laughs> oh, shit. I don't know. Uh, three? You're such a dork. Yeah. Well, well, so now you can guess what number Teron uh, Ward wears. 24? 11? I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> oh 28. Oh, Whatever. doesn't matter. <laughs> Why do you Because nobody knows who Teron Ward is. Nobody's going to get your joke. <laughs> everyone would have everyone would have got that joke so, and it would have been I funny. Want li- you're I, want, I want listeners to comment, and without the explanation, if they would have known that the hint of the roster game... 
Did you know what we were doing? Yeah. And were you laughing? Zero people knew what we were doing. Chester, when you led, when you led, I want listeners to comment. If anybody else would, Chester, when you when you started the podcast, like two seconds in with a twenty-eight-three joke, I kind of set the bar. Yeah, and I. By the way, I told him not to do that. I said I have a funny. But it's not because nobody would have picked up on it unless it was called out. Well, jokes. Are I was funny hoping when that that twenty eight was going to be. You shouldn't. You moron shouldn't have said that the podcast started at twenty eight oh three and seen if anyone caught it. No, because no one caught. Nobody's looking at their clock when podcasts start. Sometimes people look yeah. at the clock and they say, "Oh my god, no, who doesn't look at the clock?" Andy Reid. All right. Okay, so the Falcons over under. But you, by the way, great Andy Reid story that just came out tonight. Did Which you see one? this? When the GM took him out for the first time, he ordered three steaks at the restaurant. <laughs> That is such a. I love it. Like, like you gotta oh, go man, easy on those BYU guys. <laughs> All right, so the Falcons over under is nine and a half. Um, what, what are you? What, what's your take on this over under? I think they're going to go over that. I mean, they were eleven. Yeah, how much? They were ever? eleven and five last season, and kind of looking through their schedule, I I can see another eleven and five because they play the AFC East this year instead of the AFC West, so there's less travel, and the plus they get. No offense, but they get the Jets, the Bills. Yeah, but you have to face you have to face uh, the Cowboys and the Seahawks and the Packers because you have that first place schedule, yeah. right? You got an improved division. We'll see. I mean, it's funny how teams that it seems like every year a team in the South goes from a garbage to a breakout year. Hopefully, that won't happen this year. Yeah, well, yeah, it happened with Carolina from 2014 to 2015, obviously, and then it happened to you guys last year. As long and, uh, as it doesn't happen to the Saints. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we asked the Saints uh, fan that we had on the Saints podcast if uh, how happy he was at the 28 to 3 at at the collapse and he didn't really seem to, he seemed sort of nonplussed actually. So All right, Keith. So, uh are we done with Harry? We have sympathy for him. What's what's going on here with the Falcons? Yeah, I have sympathy for Harry. I really do. I feel Are bad you going over or under the 9 and a half? Here here's the thing, Harry. I know you guys will never get back to the promised land. You can't get that close and come back again. Yes, you'd say. Where do you think they'll end up this year? They'll be a regular Falcons team. They'll be like a nine and seven, ten and six team that's not going to contend for the Super Bowl. They had historically good, like you said, injury luck last year that probably won't continue, and they don't have you know, and and they have worse coordinators, right? So, well, I like Steve Sarkeesian better than. Uh, Is that how you feel now, or did you feel that way before the Super Bowl? Also. Before the uh, fourth <laughs> quarter, yeah. I, so there's a couple of reasons why I think the Falcons will get back to the Super Bowl this year, and I'm I think I'm picking them to win it this year. So the first one is they kind of have a they have a window this year because they can't do it next year because there hasn't been a uh, a team's never played in the Super Bowl in their in their own home stadium before. So it'll be in Atlanta in, in uh, 2019, so they can't do it then. In this next Super Bowl is in Minnesota, and the Falcons have an undefeated uh, playoff record in Minnesota. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the shots go both ways. Yeah, that's fair. You took the that's first fair. shot, Chester. I'm, so. going, I'm going under 9.5, Chester, <laughs> but not a confident one. I say they go 9-7. and seven. Yeah, I'm going to go over, no, it's, but I never learned the lesson, like Carolina last year or Denver last year. I always look I look at the team, and I'm like, oh, yeah, they're the same team. But So even though intellectually I, I see reasons why they're going to go under – when uh, you know when you're who are you predicting because i'm low on tampa bay we know that i'm not very high on new orleans so who's going to win that division right i think carolina and, and atlanta will both probably go 10 and 6 is my guess do we agree this is the best division so the f- mm, 
No, because I don't think there's any elite team in this division. I don't think there's any Super Bowl contender in this division. I think someone could... Uh... Yeah, I, this division is similar to the NFC West. All four teams could win the division, and all four teams could go 7-9 and nine or 6-10. and 10. So Falcons are definitely aren't going to turn into the Panthers. I mean, when Matt Ryan has a bad series, he doesn't stick a towel on his head and sulk over in the corner. <laughs> oh, shots fired that direction now. <laughs> I mean, it, other than this, the Falcon, the Saints, it's hard to have rivalries with these teams in your division because the Panthers only existed for a few years, and the Bucks weren't even in your division until a few years ago, right? So, well, uh, well, yeah, and it was the Falcons that moved, you know, for yeah. some ridiculous because well, Atlanta reason, was in the West. In the, yeah, yeah, they used to be in the <laughs> NFC West. Yeah, that made a lot of sense, obviously. Yeah. All right, Keeve. Uh, so good luck, Harry. Uh, Keeve. We uh, tomorrow we're coming out with a special episode. It will be a uh, uh, the Week One preview. And also uh, some other extra wrinkles, a special guest, and we will uh, give our playoff picks for the entire 2017-2018 uh, postseason. So, uh, Harry, you'll have to tune in to find out uh, what we think your Falcons are going to do. No, we got to do more of these? Yeah, well, yeah, but the one thing – well, we already, we already recorded that one. Stop pretending. Oh, good. good. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> but the one thing we did no, not – yeah, well, the one thing we did not do when we recorded that one is we didn't discuss any like personal awards, like rookie of the year, MVP, coach of the year. Do you want mm-hmm. to discuss any of that now, or? Well, like how personal? Like how about like the one of our parents that has the most Hitler books? Award goes to your dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's 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 a sweeping that award. You gotta know your enemy. By the way, he also got he got some. Uh, yeah, that's true. He also got some uh, votes for uh, for guest MVP. Which, by the way, uh, much like uh, how the NFL has their Pro Bowl voting, when there's like like three of the weeks of the season left, which is like, you know, like, what is it? I, my math is terrible here, but yeah, you know, like Harry could have won 30%, it. 30%. Yeah. We already put that poll up. No, yeah. Harry didn't even have a chance to compete, but uh, yeah, my dad got some votes as the, uh, the sympathetic old man vote, I guess. But, uh, we well, you know something else that the Super Bowl screwed me over was uh, the way that it ended cost me from winning the first, the January POP. Oh, the pool of pools. Oh, you would have won it as a Falcon fan. You would have won it too. That's crazy. I tied for first but i would have won it outright if the game had ended differently that's funny. yeah you should have uh yeah you should have hedged your bets there yeah the, the guest mvp voting <laughs> like, although as you said the last few weren't really eligible michael friday runs away with 13 votes jordan parhar has yeah. nine votes jerry michael C. friday sort of like manny ramirez uh the year the red sox put him on waivers so you didn't even want him on and then he came on and had an mvp caliber sure. performance jerry had four barstool ken jack had three uh uh, Garrett Bushman had had two good showing by him. Ari Gleischer yeah. had one. Some of these guys may have voted for themselves. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, Adam Brooks got a vote. By the way, Avin Harold, who a lot of people said were the best, they didn't get a single vote. They're kind of robbed here. Yeah, well, they were they were they were the best at that point, but they right. were second overall. So <laughs> they're no, the best I, out they, of two. They did well. <laughs> sorry, Harry's trying to say something. We keep cutting him oh, off. Sorry, Harry. <laughs> That's why I signed up last for the. Uh... To do the podcast, so I don't, I don't want to get out to a big. Well, lead yeah, I think what you do uh, next time is in the, that. in the middle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was another twenty-eight to three joke, but it went over Akiva's head. No, so. I heard it. I, I got it. All right. Yeah, okay. All right. So, so do we have any uh, any uh, MVP or any other conversations to have? Yeah, here? let's talk MVP. Okay, so you know the teams I had. So it's like what fluky team? Like either who's going to be you know the number one seed in either um conference or like who's going to be sort of like that fluky team that gets a buy or the three seed i i thought well, there's two ways to go here so you can like the conservative bet mm-hmm. is just say tom brady or whatever yeah. right and then the other one is you look at matt ryan last year or cam newton the year before right. yeah you have to find the middle of the pack team right. 
who's going to have a superstar right. year because their quarterback's going to have a career right. so year. So those guys, like, who? so who are the options there? Obviously, Rodgers and Brady are always going to be one and two before the year. But, In category but one, they also saying. have to have, like, a really yeah. good Rodgers or Brady year because you're not going to give it to them for a mediocre year by their standards because, you know, unless there's nobody else there. Um, and Ryan yeah. last year was like Josh McCown. If if the Jets win yeah, three if the Jets games, win, if the Jets go eight and eight, Josh McCown certainly. But I think Mariota and Winston at one point this year, one of them will get buzzed. But I don't think they could keep it up for sixteen games. Um, yeah, I think Andy Dalton you have to consider because the well, last I time he was healthy for a full good. You know, what if Ben plays? Well, but again, we're talking. We're ta- but hold on, we're talking about teams that we're not expecting to be good. Sure, That's the point. right? Yeah, obviously. If if the Bengals go eleven and five, then Dalton is definitely a candidate. I agree. Um, yeah, and he was too. Russell years Wilson. Ago. I do think the fact that he doesn't throw a lot of touchdown passes and the defense has this perception of being so good. I mean, it is so good, but that that hurts him. I mean, if Houston goes eleven and five, yeah, but who does JJ Watt no, have a chance? Probably not. I mean, listen, the, I'm very skeptical of the back injuries. I, to me, JJ Watt, for him to be as good as he was two years ago, is almost impossible. Um, all right, Derek Carr. I think last year was probably yeah, a Carr. Point. I mean, listen, Carr was was right up there for through thirteen games, and then he didn't play. Right. Uh, you know, Ryan came out of nowhere, kind of, to win it. Um, it was considered a pretty weak award last year. Yeah. So who else? Kirk Cousins? I'm trying to Yeah, think I mean, here. I just think Kirk Cousins is going to regress. Like, yeah, of course, if Kirk Cousins... Oh, oh, no, I agree. But I'm just thinking of teams... Uh, Matt Stafford with the richest contract. Yeah, Stafford's got no chance. I'm thinking of middle mid-level quarterbacks mm-hmm. who, if they have a career year, right? Right. Right. I mean... So, okay, so we just named, like, 15 would people. Be luck, but he's, he's injured and his team stinks. Yeah. Okay, so hold on. So we just named about 15 or 16 guys. If I said to you, you can have every name we just mentioned in the last five minutes or the field, which would you take? Oh, every name we mentioned. And we, we, yeah, because we named almost yeah, all the I same mean, quarterbacks. You, so. You're taking the running backs, the receivers, and the defenders other than what? Like, I don't – Yeah, that's not a great bet. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I mean, but ultimately, I mean, you'd be, you'll be boring, but I'd say Aaron Rodgers wins the MVP. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Rodgers or Brady Robinson. So then the better pick. question uh, is right, for so, the team that sneaks up – Coach of the year. So then it's like, well, you know, you have the Titans and Bucks type teams, and that, but those are boring, bad coaches. Like, but they already went nine right. and seven last year, so he's not going to coach the year for going ten and six. Ten and six or eleven and five doesn't necessarily win it for you. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, you know, I'm very high in the Texans, so that's not a that's not like a crazy choice. But they went nine and seven last year, also. They won their division. True. True. It's going to be balls. It's going to be Todd Balls. It's b- balls. Yeah. But I don't think. I don't. Th- <laughs> I don't think it will be. I don't think it will be. What about if Miami somehow gets the ten wins? Uh, does Adam Gaze? If get Miami gets the ten wins, then Gaze for sure needs to win. I mean, Gaze to me, we're going to do coach rankings probably at the quarterway point of the season, something yeah, like that. We, we got to see some of the rookies, yeah. Right, it would be silly to rate. There's so many. There's so many new coaches now, but uh, to me, Gaze is a top five coach. I think. Oh wow! I mean, if you could squeeze anything out of Cutler, then we, we really got to talk about him. I think Bill O'Brien is a candidate. Um, I think you know what wow. if the Panthers put it win, back together? They have to win at least twelve games. That's not gonna happen. What if the Panthers go eleven and five? Like Ron Rivera's got to be considered again, right? They were so bad last year. So they Whereas go fifteen good and to one. Bad to good doesn't usually get it for you. Yeah, like they still have yeah. four fewer wins than they had two years prior. So sure, right? You know, Zimmer no was the guy. leader in the clubhouse last year when sure. they were when five, they were and, five and, and zero, and, oh. yeah, and the year was. before when they went eleven and five. Also, listen, if you guys win your division over the Packers without Teddy Bridgewater, then he probably should win it. Well, but he didn't get it when they won eleven when they won the division over the Packers with Teddy Bridgewater. So Yeah, this is not easy. Um yeah, I, it's impossible for coach of the year because you're you're well, predicting- the good coaches like Belichick and Carroll, like yeah. they need to go fifteen and one to win it. Yeah, the award goes to the team that does better than you expected. So Yeah, the better than expected. So I to yeah. me by definition if you're um, predicting it then it's not predictable. So Yeah. I mean you could say like Arians if the Cardinal but I mean yeah. they, they've already been there. Yeah. There's really no good guy. All right, rookie of the year. Any takes there? 
People like Dalvin Cook a lot on the Vikings. We didn't even pick a we didn't even pick a coach of the year. Yeah, because I say it's not a pick. Of, all right, what about Harry? Harry, you want to give us any picks for MVP, coach of the year? You're still here. I'm yeah. still here. Uh, rookie of the year um, to me, I'm going Kareem Hunt. I think he's going to get a lot of opportunity with the Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, offensive rookie of the year to me, Kareem Hunt. I, I do like the, the Jets defender Jamal Adams, especially now that Miles Garrett is hurt. Miles Garrett is hurt. Uh, the problem is I don't know if like they'll give the Jets anything if they're two and fourteen. But he he is probably now with, with Garrett hurt the best defender in the class. He was a sixth pick. He seems like an absolute monster in the preseason. Um, so you know I'll pick him. But I, again, he would have to really do something special to get any recognition from as a Jet. All right. So uh, what what do you say, Harry? Do you have any takes for uh, defense? Uh, excuse me for MVP or for Coach of the Year? I just I kind of agree with you guys. Where it's Coach of the Year, it's hard to tell. It's just going to be some team that just kind of came from nowhere. I don't really agree with somebody like Ron Rivera because it's if you're really good, then really bad, then really good. You shouldn't get the yeah. cert. You know, you shouldn't get yeah. rewarded. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna make second, a Coach of the Year prediction. I'm second. going off the off the off the wall. Doug Peterson, F. Michael Lombardi. <laughs> Doug Peterson's winning Coach of the Year with the Eagles. Eagles win the division. Peterson gets Coach of the Year. I know it won't be Kyle Shanahan. I mean, it could be. Well, if, if Shanahan brings the Niners to 7-9, and nine, you should get If they win four games. The Niners, I think people are sleeping on them. I think they're fine. That's true. I, 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 they're not good. Fine. Hoyer's no. not McCown. Hoyer's a million times better than McCown. They're really not that bad. Hyde is an okay player. They don't have any receivers. That's an issue. And their starting tight end is like a fifth-round pick. It's not a great. But... There's still there's still there's still some talent on the defense. The the division's not great. I think Shanahan will be fine. I mean, fine. That's not exactly an endorsement, but okay. Yeah, he's probably. Gonna, I mean, I, I'm not saying I'm bitter or anything, but he he probably will be better coach than what they had. Maybe he'll last even last more than one season, <laughs> which is a lot for uh, saying yeah, a lot San for Francisco, a Niners coach. That's true. Yeah. All right, Harry. Thanks for joining us. You're on Twitter at Fletch1027, right? Yep. What's the What's the derivation? Is Is October 27th your birthday? That is. Yeah, look at me with my uh, investigative skills. I'm just here. glad they didn't blow a 27 to 10 lead. Then I would have to change <laughs> my. <laughs> you have to change your birthday, yeah. Harry. What do you have to plug? Well, they uh, did blow a 28 to 10. Uh, or was it 20 to 10 or was it 28 to 11? I think it was 11, right? Well, you mean as they grad as two. they gradually caught up? Yeah. Yeah, I don't really have yeah. anything to plug. I mean, I'm not like your other like the other guys have been on. I don't really have a podcast, or I'm not a writer or anything. So I'm just a. Uh, Mm-hmm. What about like? Do you have a job? Maybe people can come watch you do your sure. job or something. I work at uh, I work at CNN, and you can come by and take a look at the news. <laughs> oh, you're like a news producer? No, I'm a uh, IT architect. Okay. All right. Can you like put a glitch in the system and give us like a secret shout out on the uh, cryon on the bottom of the screen at at uh, at, at how about at uh, at three twenty eight p.m. Uh, a.m. in the middle of the night tonight? Can you I, do that for us? I do a friend of mine that does that used to do the Chiron for the uh, for, for Chiron for Sorry. the NBA. <laughs> all right, Keith. So thirty two down. We got all thirty two teams. It's amazing. Who are you picking to win the Super Bowl? Oh yeah, that's tomorrow's podcast. <laughs> tomorrow. Never, but we're never doing this again. You save the oh. best for save the best for last. Yeah, best for last. Uh, we are finishing. We're wrapping up this recording right now in real time. It's less than an hour, I think, before kickoff. So hopefully I'll get this up so that people can uh, mute their TVs and uh, listen to this as they're watching uh, the uh, opening game of the season. Because you don't want to listen to a game when it's the Patriots because it's just going to be, you know, like, you know, the announcers filleting uh, Tom Brady and Belichick. And it's going to be disastrous. Mute the uh, sound and listen to a uh, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Harry, thanks so much for joining us. And uh, maybe we'll be back uh, in January for the playoffs. Sure. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks, God. And you came so close.
low Cause the winter here is gray Without a trace of snow But there is no shadow On the silver stars And the colder the night is well, The closer the heavens are And we're so It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.